0: odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network
1: good morning and welcome to the morning briefing for friday january 19th uh, 2018 i'm your host eric dame Jake Hughes is your producer, and today we're joined in studio by a very special guest. He is the co-founder and CEO of LifeFlip, sorry, not the co-founder, he's the founder and CEO of LifeFlip Media, and a Marine Corps veteran as well, Mr. Eric Mitchell. Also joining us on the show today will be Jesse James, the CEO of Irreverent Warriors, and H.W. Floyd, chairman of the Board of Governors for the Academy of United States Veterans. You may have heard about the Vetties taking place, well... H.W. Floyd's going to be able to tell us all about that. Jesse James will tell us all about Irreverent Warriors. And as if that wasn't enough, how about we also add in the co-founder and executive director of Code of Support Foundation. She is Christy Kaufman, and she will be live in studio to fill us in on their new Patriot Link program. So it's a very busy Friday show, and we kick it off now by welcoming Eric Mitchell into the studio. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today?
2: Morning, How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. It'd be better if I turned on your microphone before you spoke all the way. I, we cut off the good morning part, but I think people assumed it was there, so you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, whatever. That's fine. So Eric, of course, is the founder of Life Flip Media. We have had quite a number of his clients on the show. I mean, we're talking fantastic companies that are out there. Name just a few off the top of your head that you can think of. I think you're wearing the ball cap of one of them, Mr. Eli Crane's organization.
2: Yeah, and the schmeg of another one. So yep, there you Bob go. Breacher, Combat Flip Flops, uh, Battlegrounds Coffee, just to name a few. Uh, America Bourbon, which is a favorite. Oh, yeah.
1: Some of the great ones that we've had on the show with uh, the founders and, and the veterans behind those companies. And that's essentially what Life Flip Media does, right? You represent the warrior class. You represent veteran-started companies and organizations and kind of help them find their way to getting their brands out there, right?
2: Absolutely. That's what we do. We're, we're Our goal is to take veterans and mill spouse and take their brands and elevate them out to the national media. So, you know everything from Shark Take Winners to people like Mad Skills, which is a, a mill spouse owned company that helps mill spouse get remote jobs across the country. So it's we elevate that so the world knows about it to help the big brands help them out.
1: Considering that that's the the space that you work in, how would you say things are trending? Because I've heard different things from different people saying we need more veteran entrepreneurs out there. Some saying the market's starting to get kind of saturated a little bit. How do you view it?
2: You know, it's funny. I think we need more veteran entrepreneurs, I I think there never should be an end to it. I mean, you recently had Vetted On, right. which has a great transition program. And a lot of the vets are coming out, and they're looking for jobs. And, I mean, we have enough T-shirt companies, so if you're a vet, they can a <laughs> t- shirt We have that covered. Uh, and coffee companies, we're good. But other brands, I mean, there's some amazing brands that still need to come out, and there's some products we need. I mean, we need to replace a lot of different things, and it's a wide-open space. And the Mill Spouse crowd also should be enjoyed at that Cause I think that those two go together and I think there's lots of room to grow. There's a lot of America's a big country.
1: So So you're saying my idea for a a Navy themed t-shirt company called Mm -hmm. like old salty with a little uh, skeleton with a Dixie cup on that's, that's probably not going to work. Um,
2: probably not.
1: Probably not. Well, probably. if if someone does try it and works, though, I just said it out loud on hey, the radio. Right so, now someone is doing it. Yeah, I like. get like 50% minimum of what you say. Or I'll just <laughs> let you do the groundwork and then I'll take it away yeah. from you. So Life Flip Media is doing fantastic things out there with uh, a ton of veteran organizations. And as I mentioned, Eric, of course, a Marine Corps veteran. How long did you serve and what would you do while you were in?
2: I was an 0 and including reserve time, it comes to 10 years.
1: Wow. So, I did 13, so I win.
2: You, you do. Man, was was, in you the were Navy. in the Navy. And yeah. according to Eli Crane, uh, the only two cool jobs that are in the Navy are to be a gunner or to be a SEAL. So. I
1: think he meant journalist, gunner and journalist. He did. I yes. think that's what that's, he meant. That's, yes, that's, yes, yeah, he's, yes. Listen, he misspeaks sometimes. Does. It happens. He's so focused on business that he that's sometimes doesn't focus on the words. <laughs> I, I wanted to join the Marine Corps, but man, they just they wouldn't let me in. You know why?
2: You could count higher than 10. I uh, passed
1: the spelling test. Uh, ah, that's true. There you go. There's that one. All
2: right. Because well. probably somebody right now is going off on the fact I said I was an 0311, <laughs> which is infantry. They're like, so you got your name right on the ASVAB. Good job, Marine.
1: And you know what? I know the 0300 thing because of one of my favorite movies. It was one of the things that led to me wanting to do the job that I did, Full Metal Jacket, where when they graduate from Paris Island, 0300, infantry, 0300. And then, of course, Private Joker gets there He says, what do you think you are, Mickey Spillane oh, or something? Uh, in much more colorful language. Ar Lee Ermey. You yes. know, I've had Dale Die on the show. R. Lee Ermey I think is the next get that I need to get from Hollywood. Absolutely. I think he's him and him and Rob Riggle. Where you at, Riggle? Get out here. Alright, and speaking of Marines, I think we're about to be joined by another one, and you know just a little bit about this guy. So Eric, why don't you tell us about Jesse James and what he's doing?
2: So Jesse, of course, is a Marine, uh, but Jesse is the CEO of a Reverend Warrior, so if you're familiar with Silky's Hikes, uh, the mm. wonderful things Marines walk around with, uh, some of us should Wear shirts when they do it, but a lot of them don't. A <laughs> Revenant Warriors was originally started by uh, Donnie O'Malley, who everyone probably knows as the creator of Vet TV, which was the mm-hmm. third most funded uh, Kickstarter of all time. And so they basically walk around the country supporting the mission of talking about veteran suicide, you know, bringing the attention to veteran suicide by bringing together our community. They had a huge march in New York over the summer, over seven hundred veterans marching wow. down Wall Street with shirts off. So I guess that was a big thing, and our silkies are so attractive. Everyone really loves wearing silkies.
1: (laughs) And having worked in New York City, I can tell you 700 people walking down Wall Street, veterans or not, is going to draw attention. And veterans like Mr. Jesse James, who we welcome to the show now. Jesse, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? We're doing fantastic. So now, as Eric mentioned, you were a Marine, but that's all he gave us. So tell us a little bit more about your service. When did you join? Where are you from? And what did you do while you were in the Corps?
0: Yeah, there's not much to. I spent 4 years in um I was admin. I'll I'll proudly admit that I was a pogue and that's okay. <laughs> and uh but I did get to jump out of airplanes so that was cool. Uh, I was attached with Angloco for a while. Um, but uh I was back in late 90s, 95-99. And uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That was the extent of my service was, you know, filing papers. I I was able to score fairly well on the ASVAB. I could count 210, not over, but 210. So they put me in admin and put me in charge of people's pay.
1: Well, there you go. And as we all know, Marine Corps pogues, as they're called, people other than grunts, are still <laughs> terrifying to the junior enlisted of every other service. So you had that going for you. Now, four years that you served, and then you get out. Let's think back to your transition period. What do you remember about that time when you left the Marine Corps, and, and, and what did you learn from it?
0: Oh, It was, it was completely awkward. You know, there's, I think just about everybody runs into this, uh, the same position. They, they get out, they, you know, they're probably going to go back home to the city, um, that they joined from. And then that's about it. They don't, a lot of guys don't really have a plan, at least the ones that I've talked to. And I, and I've, and I've wrote on this before, um, most people don't have a plan, you know, they just kind of bounce around some odd jobs for a while. And that's exactly what I did, you know? The first thing I did was go into working security, and this was before the t s a uh, started doing security at an airport, which was an awful job <laughs> just an awful job. I can understand why those people are so they just they look like they hate their lives. They get a rifle through everybody's pockets all day and uh smell the funk of the world mm. so it's 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 a, it's a tough transition nobody uh i mean there's very few people that that know exactly what they're going to do when they get out. Um, the The transition programs just—they're not good enough. Uh, you know, we're, we're teaching—we're uh, teaching men and women how to do a certain thing for you know at least four years, if not more—and um, then we're spending maybe a few weeks, if even that, um, for some branches uh, when they get out on, on how to be a civilian and how to, how to adapt to civilian life.
1: You know, I think that's important, and I think when you talk about the fact that there are. Uh, Certain aspects of the transition programs, are you talking about tap class or whatever else it may be, that are certainly lacking. While there are groups out there, like Eric just mentioned, vetted, who are working to try and change that. In the meantime, it seems that there are various organizations who are trying to uh, assist in their own way. And one of those is Irreverent Warriors. So, Jesse, as one of the main men involved in Irreverent Warriors, tell us a little bit about the organization and how you came to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, uh, Reverend Warriors, you know, we're trying to build a community of veterans that get together and have uh, each other to lean on for support. Uh, The way I got involved was, uh, and I had been doing uh, nonprofit work for Movember. Um, They specialize in men's health uh, for the past almost 10 years. And uh, in 2015, I had heard about uh, this thing called the Silky's Hike. Somebody shared a video on my page, and it was a video of Donnie and some of the other guys Uh, doing a hike out in San Diego. And they were all in silkies, packs, boots. And I saw this and I'm like, oh my God, I want to do this. Uh, And it, you know, it sparked something. I went to the one that was organized in Denver. That's where I was living at the time. And, you know, kind of helped out where I could. And I wanted, everybody wanted to keep it going. So, I reached out to Donnie and I reached out to uh Reverend Warriors and they were brand new at the time. You know, everybody was still trying to get their heads on because it really sparked uh, something inside of a lot of people in a lot of different cities. And like, I want to be a part of this too. And so I started coordinating uh, hikes in Colorado and I became pretty involved with the Reverend Warriors and everything that goes on in the inner workings. And Donnie became so overwhelmed with Vet TV, he just he didn't have the time to put into Reverend Warriors that it needed. And that's where he brought me in because I had helped him at Vet TV. So we had already known each other for a while. We've been working with each other and uh, everybody at Reverend Warriors thought that I was the, the best person to take over. So here I am.
1: And, of course, the mission of Irreverent Warriors, and we're talking to Jesse James from Irreverent Warriors, is to bring veterans together using humor and camaraderie to heal the mental wounds of war through therapeutic events and entertainment in order to reduce PTSD and prevent veteran suicide. Their vision is to provide all U.S. veterans with the strongest veteran-based support network, reduce the impact of PTSD, and eliminate veteran suicide. Now, that mission, of course, is one that I think everybody can get behind. Along with the marches that you guys do, what's a little bit more that goes on with uh, Irreverent Warriors? And and how are some of the ways that you're able to use humor in these events and entertainment uh, to help your fellow vet?
0: when when we do these silkies hikes which we had one there in dc at the end of september we had about maybe 400 veterans get together and we started out over by the marine corps memorial uh over near arlington you know when we get these men and women together and they show up in silkies um sometimes with or without a shirt uh (laughs) and you know combat boots it just looks you look ridiculous and um it's it's a lot easier to break down somebody's wall if they're dressed like that and you're dressed like that um it really gets people to open up so right off the bat there's not the uh the the kind of reserved feeling that you get when you're meeting somebody new you're not you're trying to feel somebody out um so that's how we get everybody together and it it, it immediately forms this bond between everybody it's like all right our head is in the same we're in the same area. So let's, uh, let's talk and let's connect and let's, uh, you know, let's create a community, which is what we ultimately want. We want all of these cities that are doing these hikes to build their own community so that they can lean on each other. You know, if they've got issues they need to deal with, um, they can, you know, reach out to each other. If they've got, uh, somebody's got jobs, you know, they can, they can, uh, help them out with that. So that's really what we want to, uh, want to have happen with these Soakies hikes.
1: You know, Eric, as a fellow Marine, how does it feel to you to see uh, so many people getting together, including Marines like Jesse, to kind of work through this issue in such an interesting and unique way? This isn't, you know, this isn't a VA program. This isn't a psychiatrist that someone has to go to. This is going out with your brothers and sisters in arms and just kind of finding your way through it. How do you feel when you see that?
2: You know, it's one of those uh, most inspiring things. But, you know, as a Marine... You know, we already come with that brotherhood built in. Uh, The brother and sisterhood we naturally have where we just call each other Marines. I I think it's great, though. It's catching on throughout the country. Seeing what they did in New York was very inspiring because that just wasn't Marines. So Mm. it's great to see it catching on throughout the country. Silkies are everywhere. And, I mean, we have great inspiration with Fruity Rudy, Rudy Reyes. Everywhere (laughs) he's at, if you see him on Instagram, he always has Silkies on. And so, you know— I just think it's inspiring and it causes laughter, right? Because there's no body shaming. Well, Donnie looks better than everyone usually, but <laughs> but I mean it's it's cool to see it catch on and I've heard rumors that they're trying to bring a Silky's hike to Utah, which I know that there's a certain company there with certain all stars like Matt Best and mm. I've heard I've just heard rumors of this, but <laughs> I think it would be cool to see that organization kind of get behind it because I, I just think there's so much it builds the community up, right? A rising right. tide lifts all boats. And what what Jesse's doing and building that community around is outstanding. Everyone's showing up and building that. It just inspires everybody. Everybody has fun. And it's a good day of hanging out with your brothers and sisters and celebrating life. Because we've all been through a lot of bad stuff. And we know the VA provides such great assistance. Yeah. It's good to naturally go do it with your buddies instead of... Let it, them take care of you. It
1: absolutely is. And not having to go and get the combat cocktail and try to, you know, kind of force your way through that haze. Good luck yeah. with that. Whereas <laughs> when you got your uh, your brothers in arms kind of leading you through it, I think that can be beneficial. And Rudy Reyes, by the way, when did Generation Kill come out? Wasn't that like 10, 15 years ago now?
2: that feels like it. Yes. It's a
1: long time. That man has not aged. No. And I'm. Fairly certain he's a vampire, but that's okay because the Marine Corps takes all types and turns them into Marines, even vampires. You know, oh,
2: I got stories on Rudy. <laughs> uh, just a few weeks ago, we were together, and he actually showed up where we were. We were still in a meeting, and he started working out
1: outside. Yeah, I've heard that about him from several sources that have known him for a while. Love that guy. Well, we're speaking with the CEO of Irreverent Warriors, Jesse James. Now, Jesse, we've been talking about what Irreverent Warriors does, and of course, you've talked about the marches that you had, and there's already an official 2018 schedule with quite a few events, it looks like, going on throughout the year with more being added every day. So tell us about some of the highlights from the 2018 schedule that you have
0: yeah so we're uh we're we're basically kicking off the uh the season in Baton Rouge um get back down to louisiana they're they're a blast down there those Those guys are just wonderful in, in everything they do uh We're going to be back out in New York city um, there's plans for uh, a Baltimore hike coming up later this year um, we're going to be doing another uh d c hike we're going to tr- maybe try and do Quantico too hmm. um or try and combine the two in some way, but uh, we're going to make it back out to San Diego. And like, uh, like Eric said, uh, hopefully Salt Lake city, basically we want to do every major city across the United States. And I think there's one for Hawaii too, which I might have to go to. Yeah. I
1: think if you have to force yourself to go to one, uh, particularly if it's on the company (laughs) dime, I'm going to say Hawaii would probably be my choice. getting through there. So, um, you know, there are so many great events coming up with Irreverent Warriors. And that begs the question, Jesse, if people are interested in Irreverent Warriors and coming out to the event in in volunteering with you in hosting an event, if there's somebody listening out there in one of those major cities you mentioned, how do they go about getting in touch with and becoming a part of Irreverent Warriors, either as a participant or a volunteer or someone who's, uh, you know, working to set up one of the uh, events?
0: Sure. The, uh, the best way that they can do it is to go to our webpage, irreverentwarriors.com. We've got everything on there that they need. We've got Silkies. We've got the events. We've got uh, everything about us. And that links, uh, it also links to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram, and they can follow us and contact us in, in every way. And, uh, you know, we're a fairly small company, so <laughs> I'll get all of the emails from all of these, uh, all of the people when they contact us. So it's, it's usually me that they're
3: talking to.
1: Absolutely, and he is Jesse James that you'll be talking to, and he's doing amazing things with Irreverent Warriors, Marine Corps veteran who continues to serve his nation and his brothers and sisters in arms through this very cool, very fun organization. Now, Jesse, if you were to ask people to take one thing away from Irreverent Warriors and what you guys are doing, whether they're veterans or civilians, whomever that that learns about your organization, what's the one thing that you would want them to know about Irreverent Warriors? That
0: we are there's the the stigma that because they're silkies and it it was started by Marines that this is just Marines. It's not, it's for every branch. And we want everybody to come out to these hikes because we, you know, we're not out there to, um, to create awareness in the community. Like the, the community is aware that veterans are killing themselves. What we want to do is we want to save lives. We want to actively save lives. And that's how we're doing it is at these hikes. So if we can save at least one life through, through one of these hikes, then it's worth it. And we want everybody to come out because that's the only way that we're going to reach out and hopefully event, well, eventually end veteran suicide.
1: And that is certainly the goal. You know, will we ever be able to get it down to zero veterans a day? Most likely not. But certainly where it sits, which is somewhere in that 20 to 22 range, that's way too high. And Irreverent Warriors is one of the many organizations out there doing great things. And they're doing it in a very unique way. Mr. Jesse James, thank you so much for joining us on the morning briefing today, brother. We appreciate your time.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: And you are listening to The Morning Briefing here on Entercom's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting vets every day. I am your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer, who actually just went downstairs to get our next guest who's going to be coming in here and telling us all about a fantastic program helping out military families out there uh, deal with the stresses of being a military family, being a veteran family. And, you know, Irreverent Warriors is something that, Eric, I find really refreshing because, there are many organizations all with their hearts in the right place, trying to address the, the scourge of veteran suicide. However, it seems that the majority of them are going about it in, in either the same way or very closely the same way. Reverent warriors is one of those groups that's, that's clearly thinking outside the box and looking at doing this in a different way, man.
2: Uh, absolutely. I think one of the things people need to understand is the founder of it, Donnie O'Malley. I mean, if you look at his story, everybody goes and references vet TV, But if you kind of peel the onion on Donnie, you see what he went through and what he's come back. I mean, veteran suicide is very close to his heart. And he does it through humor, which I think humor heals. And, you know, Vet TV is one of those things. that was built the same way to cause that. So Reverend Warriors brings together a bunch of, you know, brothers and sisters in arms, and it's hard to fake smiles, right? We get to heal each other through war stories, talking about our friends that we've lost and just having a good time together. And I think that's where people miss it. Everybody everybody wants to duplicate everything, but there's this unique you by using laughter. And I think people love that.
1: Right. And you know, the best way to find out about it, as Jesse told us, go to a reverent warriors.com. And if you have trouble with spelling, you know, do, okay, Google, and then do it that way. It'll work. You know, that's for uh, certain people out there who, uh, who may be, uh, of a certain background. We're not going to go, the
2: Marine many... Corps. <laughs> 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 it's a rough day.
1: <laughs> the Navy Marine Corps. Hey, man, it's early in the morning. Trust me. I know how it goes. So there are, oh boy, and I just was looking at their site, and they have, um, when it's the night before a hike and it's time for a gear inspection, it looks like a bottle of Jameson, some sunblock, mm-hmm. uh, the silkies, of course, a thong, a Stars and Stripes band. Oh, boy, they have everything out yeah, there. That's absolutely. the whole That's the whole Irreverent Warriors yeah. uh, gear pack, you know? Seabag inspection time. It's a small seabag, but yes. full of good stuff. Now, want to get to a news story before we go to the break here and ask your opinion on this. The headline from the Army Times is that this NCO faked his way into the 82nd Airborne and almost got away with it. Here's the story. This guy named Joshua Stokes, Staff Sergeant, Squad Leader, 82nd Airborne Division, about a year or so. Was getting ready to transfer in March of 2015, and another NCO points out that one of his records is eh, a little bit funky out there. The air NCO for A Company, 2nd Battalion, 501st Parachute Infantry Regiment had seen hundreds of airborne graduation certificates in his time, but there was one that he didn't just get, and that was the one for this guy Stokes. The name was printed in all caps, something that simple threw him off. So he would ask him about it. And he said like, oh, you know, uh, he, he would always tell me that he, he'd have to find the orders for his parachute dispatch and all the rest of this stuff. Well, the battalion air NCO called down to the airborne school at Fort Benning to see if Stokes had indeed graduated as a tr- certificate stated. And according to the clerk, uh, Stokes was not a member of that early August Ooh. 2000 class. Ooh. How did he get there? Well, you can go to that story and find out, but man, that's fascinating. Did you ever see, during your time in the Corps, someone actually fake their way through something? I mean, obviously not to this level, where a guy got to a unit that had a requirement to get there. Did you ever see anybody try to fake their way through something?
2: You know, only thing I have is from boot camp. I, I watched a guy f- try to claim he did the rope climb. Oh, really? During this whole like horrible obstacle course we run. And he said that he climbed it and he didn't because he was like right in front of me and the DI had turned his back. But that's the closest story I have. Uh, faking it in the Marine Corps is really difficult. I was in the infantry. We don't fake anything very well. Yeah. so
1: It's, it's usually we're, pretty easy to tell when you yeah, do.
2: Too. Micromanagement is done very well at the infantry level. We're, <laughs> we, we're professionals at it.
1: You know, I remember a couple of times where I had uh, people working for me at qualifications. They had to get signed off and told me that they did. And I would look at them and say, you know, it's very easy for me to find this out, right? I just have to call down to my fellow first class and say, hey, did so-and-so, semen so-and-so get this done? And they'll tell me yes or no. And only once did the person go like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you can call it. He called my bluff. And I was like, all right. So 10 minutes later, I called down and found out, no, no, he hadn't done what he told me he did. So, Ooh. I mean, but that's that's not to the level of, this guy got orders based on a lie. I can't even imagine that's like that's like me going to like Seal Team 2 hanging yep. out with Eli Crane and they'll be like what Buds class were you in uh 8675309 oh, and then they'd probably
2: you're supposed to say SEAL Team ones. Six, by the way. If you're not going to be legit, always be SEAL Team Six.
1: SEAL Team Twelve. That was twice as good okay, as that. Twice so as good. Yeah, double. double
2: team you're better than everyone.
1: else. Twice as secret squad. But I mean,
2: faking the 82nd Airborne. I mean, that's pretty.
1: That's 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 huge. I mean, that's 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 a man who needs wheelbarrows to carry around. Wonder if around he has his, jumps. Uh,
2: did he have jumps? His is anatomy.
1: He, uh, it doesn't. It did he just doesn't, like
3: fake
2: that in <laughs> his
1: jump log. Several events from 2003 when he was actually with 10th Mountain Division, which is not an airborne unit. So this guy was he was doing some interesting things out there and army <laughs> got some explaining to do of course everybody does these days between marines killing each other at pendleton navy officers being charged with homicide there's some rough stories out there but there's some good ones too and we're here to tell the good stories as much as we are the bad it's the morning briefing here on connectingvets.com Coming up in just a little bit, we are going to tell you all about Patriot Link, and we're going to have Christy Kaufman, co-founder and executive director of CODA Support Foundation, live in studio to help us do it. Morning Briefing, back after this.
4: Helping military veterans stay connected. We make it easy. We're CBS Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day. Online
3: and all over social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Connecting Vets.
1: Morning and welcome back to the Morning Briefing for Friday, January 19th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer and our special guest host today, Mr. Eric Mitchell, founder of LifeFlip Media, the company representing many, if not most, of the top veteran-started s- companies and corporations out there doing great things to bring their brands to the forefront. In fact, we're going to have, well, the founders of one of those companies coming on in just a moment. But before we get to that, hey, friends. Have you heard about ConnectingVets.com? This is an awesome website. It's got great people working for it. In fact, as you might have guessed from the title, ConnectingVets.com, they're working to connect vets every day. Now, they happens to be us. Okay, you caught me. You got me on it. Each and every member of our team is a veteran of the military community or very closely related. How closely related? How about military spouses? Yeah, we got those. And as I said, veterans. Jake, 13 years in the Army. Me, 13 years in the Navy. Put us together like Voltron, and we are a 26-year E-12, which... Basically puts us in charge of everything as far as I'm concerned. So go and check out ConnectingVets.com. It's got entertaining stories. It's got newsworthy stuff. And it's got info on great benefits. Like Code of Support that we just talked to is going to be a story coming up on them shortly. Great companies like, oh, I don't know, Bottle Breacher. Yeah, there's stories on them on there. And I need to point out, our friend and a fellow Marine along with Eric, Mr. Shane Crutchton, fights tomorrow night. At Bellator 192 in the main card kicks off at 9pm. If you haven't read about him, go to our site. We have about three stories up on him now. First, he was awarded a Harley Davidson from Harley Davidson for being uh, one who gives back to the veteran community. I wrote that article and a friend of mine who works in the MMA industry said, hey, that's Shane Crutchton, professional MMA fighter. It turns out Shane is a Purple Heart recipient, I believe injured twice, uh, lost 19 of his brothers in arms from 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines in Iraq now fights with their 19 names tattooed on his back. And here's the most interesting thing, I think, when I tell people this, like I told Don Shipley last weekend, when he got out of the military and tried to kill himself using drugs and alcohol, he ballooned up to about 250 pounds. Eric, guess what weight class Shane Crutchton fights in right now? Remember, ballooned up to 250 after he got out of the Marine Corps.
2: Well, I'm going to butcher this, and I feel bad because to my left is a fighter, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to say welterweight.
1: Oh no, much smaller than that. He's a featherweight, 145 pounder, fights at 145 pound. And the man that you may have heard saying what in the background is our next guest that we're going to welcome to the show right now. He is Mr. H.W. Floyd. Floored. H.W. Floyd, who was floored by the fact that Shane Crushton fights at 145. (laughs) Chairman of the Board of Governors for the Academy of United States Veterans. H.W., thank you so much for joining us today.
4: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: And also joining us on the phone, former and current guest of the show, friend of the show, and former visitor to our studios here, Mr. Eli Crane, SEAL veteran and founder of Bottle Breachers. Eli, how you doing this morning?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing fantastic, and we are going to talk about the vettes. But before we do that, let's talk about H.W. Floyd and who exactly H.W. Floyd is. So, as I understand it, you have some pretty strong ties to the military community yourself. So, tell us a little bit about where you're from, when you joined, when you served, and what you did.
4: I do have strong ties. Uh, my family has a deep history of service that goes all the way back uh, to the Civil War um, my entire life, I had a DOD ID card up until uh, I recently got out of the Marine Corps. Mm. Um, I went in uh, to the Marine Corps directly out of high school, uh, joined the infantry, did three deployments with Second Battalion, Eighth Marines, and then I went to Paris Island, South Carolina, to be a PMI on the rifle range. Then I came up to here uh, to Quantico, uh, where I was at the Marine Corps Information Operations Center as an Information Operations Planner and also a Martial Art Instructor Trainer at the Martial Arts Center.
1: Wow, so we're talking about you know the competition in the military and martial arts has become a big deal, so it's fitting that we were talking about Shane Crutchton, we can talk about people like Tim Kennedy, former UFC fighter and of course your fellow, we we know Tim, Tim's a great guy and has joined us on the show and of course your fellow Marine, perhaps the the best known of all of them, Brian Stan, Naval Academy
4: graduate. I knew uh, Brian Stan very well, Tim actually gave me a concussion um, because uh, Colton Smith uh, is also one of my uh, best friends and when he was uh, uh, getting ready to fight on the show or i'm sorry the, the ultimate uh, fight ultimate fighter right i went out there and as soon as i landed went to the gym because he was training and tim was getting ready to fight and he's like hey i need a, a partner and he kicked me in the face <laughs> without headgear and gave me a concussion. Well, that so,
1: that's just the kind of guy, uh, nice guy that he is, right? And, and that was my first time meeting him. There was your Army Marine Corps, I, I would imagine, not intentional. he gave me the concussion, no, but, but hey, things happen when you're rolling and when you're training, and uh, mixed martial arts, of course, is growing in importance in the military community, as are veteran organizations and as are veteran companies there's so many great things going on out there we can look at our friend eli crane who's of course on the phone as i mentioned and bottle breacher and what he's been able to do with that and of course giving himself uh also a public uh, way to go about putting his opinions out there as we've seen him all over the news recently i think i saw you on fox news just the other day isn't that right eli
3: yeah we got a good chance to get on fox news the other morning and talk about uh chelsea manning uh, running for Senate. So that was a great opportunity.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. And uh, Private Manning lives very close to our studios here. We've extended the invite. Uh, no answer yet, but we'll see uh, what happens and if we might be able to have a discussion on that uh, supposed run for the Senate taking place in the state of Maryland. But what H.W. and Eli are here to talk to us about is something that both of them are involved in that's taking place, and that is the vetties now hw a lot of people know a lot of things about the vetties and a lot of people are looking forward to it but there are going to be those people out there who aren't quite sure what the vetties are so give us a brief rundown of what the vetties are and where they come from so
4: the vetties is uh this is the third annual vetty veteran awards and basically what the vetties is it's the oscars for veterans we are trying to you know uh brings celebrities uh to the into the community and raise awareness about all the great things that uh veterans are doing in our uh community. And um this is the platform to recognize and uh, mm-hmm. award those uh individuals.
1: And what kind of uh, things are we looking at awarding and recognizing? I mean, is it just best looking veteran? In which case, it's me and Eric Mitchell uh, in the runoff there. I mean, Eli might be a distant second, third place. That that his hair
2: game's better up. than ours, so yeah. Eli beats all of us with it. Better a than mine beard, too. Come he on, does. man. Oh, He's got
1: that beard. Look at this beard and this. Hey, you guys are sitting right there. <laughs> and talking about me as though I'm not here in all my glory. I, you know, whatever it goes on with that. But what sort of categories are we looking at at the Vettys? I mean, you say it's like the Oscars, but I imagine yeah. there's no best actor award going out there
4: no so uh this year we have the mental health award education community leadership employment we have uh, the veterans choice award and then we're also going to be um uh, awarding two honorary vetties this saturday
1: and you have so many great people taking part in this one of which is mr eli crane as i understand he's actually one of the presenters so eli how did you come to be a presenter at the vetties and how do you feel about being able to get up there and uh, and recognize some of your fellow vets there
3: Well, I'm excited every time I get to put on a tuxedo because I look so damn good in them. But um, I'm actually able to come because your buddy there, Eric Mitchell, sent me an invite. So I'm pretty honored to be there. Um, Anytime we get the opportunity to be an advocate for veterans, support other veterans, and uh, shine a light on those that are doing a great job representing our community, it's always a great thing for us and for Bottle
1: Breacher. It absolutely is, and it's going to be a, a fantastic event, it looks like. I mean, your host is, uh, okay, there are going to be some people out there who hear this name and they go like, uh, that guy, but he actually has done uh, quite a few things for the veteran community that people don't know about, and that is Jake Tapper, who is the Chief Washington Co- Correspondent and Anchor of CNN. You know, I think this is uh, really a good opportunity to show that despite... The media climate in today's day and age—that there are people who some people may have preconceived notions of before they hear about what they're doing—that they, that there's a lot more to someone like Jake Tapper than they might think, right? Oh
4: no, a hundred percent. And um, when he was selected as the host, I was—I am a, a conservative, I'm a Republican, and uh, I was really glad to hear that he was going to be hosting because the theme of this award is unity, and this is a community that just—you're not going to politicize it—and. Uh, Saul and I were talking, uh, along with some other, other members of the Board of Governors, and we really feel like our community is the key to really solving a lot of the challenges that our country is facing today. And if anyone can uh, bridge that gap and bring about more un- unity and civility and understanding, it's definitely our community.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of those ways that people can. You know what I've found about veterans is that uh, despite our varied viewpoints, the fact that we we tend to have a more tempered Not all of us. Let's be very clear about that. But many of us tend to have a more tempered, uh, even keeled approach to presenting what those views are. I think in part because so many people like, you know, let's look at the Marine Corps for, for a perfect example, see what happens when people yeah. don't go at things in a very even keeled manner. That's when things hit the fan and the Marine Corps needs to do what the Marine Corps does or the SEALs in Eli's case need to do what they do. So it's, uh, it, it's very important to do that. And it's also important to note that as you talk about celebrities, looking at the honored guests and presenters of the third annual Veterans Awards, Navy veteran. Montel Williams, who has been on Connecting with Navy
4: Marine. I know, he would both sides. He, he was a Marine, four, one, four. too? He was
1: in the Marine Corps first. Before, oh, so then he must have like, I was going to make some horrible joke right now, but there's two Marines including yeah. a uh, Marine Corps combatives instructor <laughs> in front of me. So I'm going to hold back on making some awful joke about oh, he learned how to read and then they let him into the Navy. There's like not a camera look. in here so, you,
2: so everybody can see Eric's look that he just got from HW and I like, please tell me where you're going with this Marine Corps joke. We're waiting. So he is um, you know,
1: he's, he served in the Marine Corps and then was the first black Marine selected to the Naval Academy Prep School. A lot of people don't know that. They think of him as the guy from the Montel Williams show or Mm -hmm. more recently from uh, I think the payday loan thing and all the other stuff (laughs) that he does right now but uh, certainly a very interesting guy also one of the earliest advocates for medical marijuana which Mm -hmm. is something that has grown uh, in speed over there and then another one that I see on there who's actually one of my favorites because she's in an amazing television program that actually focuses on uh, what the future of the Marines may be called The Expanse it's a sci-fi show set in space her name is Shora Agdeshlu she's an amazing actress who has one of the greatest voices of of all time. So if she's actually speaking there, that's the kind of thing that you need to be present for.
4: And she was also nominated
1: for an Oscar. That's true. Wasn't she the House of Sand and Fog? She Wasn't was, she nominated yeah, for uh, Best Supporting Actress, I think it was? Yeah. yeah, she is a fantastic actress who's done fantastic things. So seeing the two of them, Anne Haish is on there as well. Mike Vogel from NBC's The Brave. Uh, Nate Boyer, for those people who don't know him, former Seahawks long snapper and Green Beret. This is really a very incredible list. And then there's a picture of I don't know some unfortunate-looking fellow with a T-shirt that says "Bottle Breach." Oh, Eli Crane, US but Navy. But C- the <laughs>
2: hair. Look at the photo with the hair. The yeah. hair game is on point. It is
1: beautiful be hair, there, guys. There it is. There it is. Um, Eli, of course, is going to be there. Mark Rockefeller, Colton Smith, as you mentioned, winner of the Ultimate Fighter, still serving on active duty in the United States Army. Uh, fascinating characters. Travis McMay, McVeigh, founder of Heroes Vodka. Uh, Matt James, US Army Purple Heart and Bronze Star Medal recipient. Really an incredible list of people that you got to go to this HW. How do you get that kind of list? How do you pull in? Like, I mean, Shora Agdishlu in my mind, that's an A-list celebrity right there that you've yeah. pulled in.
4: Well, um, well, those are just the ones that we announced. What I'm actually really excited for is uh, people seeing who's going to be in the room that we haven't announced. Oh, wow. So um, I, and I can't say who uh, for obvious reasons, but for me, that's what I'm most excited to see is. uh uh, fellow veterans reactions to being in this orbiting you know these individuals and being able to connect and speak with them having that opportunity but to uh, answer your question our community is uh the veteran community is very small everyone seems to know someone we're always a couple a few degrees away and so it wasn't uh as heavy as a lift as uh one would think it was really just you know a couple phone calls a couple emails and then the next thing we knew we had this amazing ensemble of uh, individuals in our community who were ready, willing, and able to just jump on board right away. So it was truly amazing to see you know, how quickly um, we could garner such amazing support.
1: You know, and it's it's interesting and, and working on this show and I've had some guests that people are like, wow, how'd you get that person on? How'd you get that person on? Now, a bunch of them, it's because, well, Life Flip Media has been able to hook us up with them. So that's fantastic. But people like, like Brian Stan. Well, you know what I found out? Brian Stan, of course, Marine Corps veteran, Naval Academy graduate, UFC fighter, Silver Star recipient. Also, nonprofit CEO, and mm-hmm. I found out about that. And I contacted Higher the nonprofit Heroes. and Hire Heroes USA. Yeah. We brought him on through that. Tim Kennedy, I knew somebody who knew Tim. Got an email address, asked him like, "Hey, you want to come on?" He said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'd love to come on." Oftentimes, all it takes is asking, and that's 100%. one of the other great things about the veteran community is that if you have. A solid idea. And I mean a solid idea. I'm not talking about like, you know, I, I want to sell lemonade out in front of my house. Let's see if I can get Dale Dye and Rob Riggle and Arlie Ermy to come in <laughs> and make a commercial for me. That may not happen. But if you have a valid idea, if you have a good idea and you want other veterans or even celebrities to get involved, it's really not that hard to go about it, is it?
4: No, it, it really isn't. And I think when uh we look at what's going on in society today especially as veterans i think a lot of us can get uh easily frustrated and i think the reason why we haven't accomplished so much is because of you know that uh level of humility that we have and you know that sense of uh, tactfulness and trying to you know do the right thing and sometimes we're afraid to make those acts Mm. but i think uh with everything that's going on now and us realizing okay something needs to happen some something needs to change i think our community, like I said before, is going to be the ones that uh, step up. And hopefully, this event on Saturday will really be an eye opener for a lot of others in the community to say, you know what? We can pretty much do anything. You know, we've watched our brothers and sisters literally come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. So, there's no reason why we can't make a, a lot of changes um, in our society back home. Absolutely.
1: And we're speaking with H.W. Floyd, chairman of the Board of Governors for the Academy of United States Veterans. Their Vetty Awards take place this Saturday, the third annual Vetty Awards at the Mayflower Hotel. One of the presenters also joins us, and that's Eli Crane. Now, Eli, people think of a Navy SEAL as someone who does not get nervous, someone who does not get butterflies, someone who is able to execute a plan of action no matter what the situation being up on a stage in front of celebrities and your fellow veterans watching you ready for you to make any mistake i made they might laugh at you i don't know what could happen up there how are you preparing for this you think you're ready for it or are you a little bit more nervous than people might expect
3: oh i'm definitely not nervous at this point i'm sure that once uh once the time comes i might get a few butterflies but i'm not too worried about it i mean at the end of the day this isn't about me this is so much bigger than me this is about you know, honoring some great um, men and women that have done a phenomenal job not only serving our country, but in continuing to support the veteran community. So one way or another, whether I completely butcher the name and then get an opportunity to get it right, (laughs) it's not going to matter. We're going to get the name out there, I promise, and we'll get the job done like Navy Seals always do, and uh, we will honor who needs to be honored. It's funny that he says that because he's presenting
2: with Nate Boyer, who, for anybody playing at home, Nate has not one, but two movies
1: that he appears in that come out today. Oh, wow. Uh,
2: he's in Den of Thieves and 12
1: Strong. 12 Strong, which is based on, on my region this. in Afghanistan, RC North. Yeah. So, so
2: it's funny that they're both going to be on stage. They're both, I mean, Eli and Nate are both so humble when you talk to both of them, and they both are giving back to the community. Again, kind of touches on what HW's doing. And the Vettys, one of the reasons why I got involved in it, is our community is so amazing. I mean, I talking to Eli, talking to HW, talking to Nate, all these guys have just done amazing things in their, in their past and what they're doing in their current, and they're so humble and put the community first. And that's where the service never ends. I think makes us different, and we can actually make and bring the attention to everybody to stop looking at the Tide Pod Challenge and see that vets can actually come together and we're not eating Tide Pods and actually make a difference <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and and do for amazing crayons. things. I
1: mean, yeah, crayons, crayons are non-toxic, Marines. man. See, we're They're safe. okay.
2: They say you could eat those. But I mean, I just see that's something <laughs> that you see, especially, you know, like we're talking about Eli here. I mean, his whole focus is always veteran first and America first. And I and I love that about Eli because family, faith, and uh, his country. And that's so cool to see. I mean, his product's 100% made in America and he just lives it and you see it. It's not like he's making it up like, I'm here to support it. No. Yeah. Walk a mile in his shoes and you're just like, wow. And he served with... Some amazing folks, which puts our community together. So when he's on stage, I mean, and that, and he was successful on Shark Tank. Oh yeah. So as a, vet, and it's not just successful on Shark Tank. One of the, like top ten most successful Shark Tank acquisitions of all time. Oh yeah. So he's like killing it.
1: And you know what? D- to to give Eli a little bit more props here because I'm sure he's not feeling good no. enough about himself no. after no. how well we're talking about him right no. now. I was out at uh, retired seal Yo, senior. Keep going. G- keep going. Keep going. Guys. Just keep going. <laughs> I was out at retired SEAL senior chief Don Shipley's uh, ranch, Warriors Rest, this past weekend, hunting with Rob Jones and uh, and Ben Kiernan, who are two injured Marines, two wounded warriors. And I said, you know, I've, I've been talking to a bunch of SEALs lately. And he said, oh yeah, who's that? And when I mentioned Eli's name, and he said, Eli Crane. That sounds a little familiar. I said, he's the guy who runs bottle breacher, the 50 cows he used to open uh, bottles. He was like, oh yeah, I got a few of those right over <laughs> here. So y- your reach has has expanded, and and a lot of people are out there, and who uh, bottle breachers certainly made a name for itself, as have so many in the veteran community that are going to be recognized at the VETI Awards, which is coming up tomorrow night. Now, H.W. Floyd, of course, Chairman of the Board of Governors for the Academy of United States Veterans. When you look at this event coming up tomorrow night, what are you most looking forward to when it comes to the Vetties? Is there one thing that sticks out to you?
4: Oh, man. Uh, there's So, not only am I the Chairman of the Board of Governors, but after we wrapped up the uh, voting um, I was asked to come on board, and now I'm the chief external um, affairs officer. Wow! And so I've had the honor and privilege to not only see the voting process go, but also the production of the wo- the awards and everything that's going on. So, I I with everything that's going on, I don't know if there's one specific thing. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know the the individuals that we haven't announced being there. I'm really excited to uh, see those reactions, but. Um, I guess if I had to pick an answer, I would probably say being able to meet and um, speak with individuals like Eli and uh, Travis and Mark Rockefeller, who's going to be there because um, a lot of these veteran owned businesses are doing such great things. You know, with Heroes Vodka, they have the give back program. But what I think a lot of people don't know is that veteran owned businesses make up 10 percent of our economy. And um, they uh, last year they did 1.4 trillion in receipts with a T.
1: 1.4 trillion. 1.4 trillion. Right. Can I have a little? Just like five percent. Just a little <laughs> bit. And so
4: uh, people, you know, the, our fellow vets who are out there doing great things, like Eli and um, Travis mm-hmm. and Mark, they are really doing going above and beyond the call of duty. You know, it's one thing to put on the uniform and serve and go into harm's way, but then to also come back and start a business and actually contribute to the economy, it's yeah. like yeah. like whoa. And so just to be able to be around these individuals, shake their hand and, you know, just talk to them for 5 minutes is going to be truly amazing.
1: You know, when you look at so many of these people, people like, and again, his head, I can hear it getting bigger from here. Can't you, Eric? Right through the phone. People like Eli, who've done so much for this country already and continue to serve. Now, for one, he's had a successful business, but it's not just all about that business. As we've talked to, uh, talked to him about before, as we've talked to Mark Rockefeller about before, as we've talked to so many veterans who have succeeded in so many ways, they continue to give back to the veteran community and the community at large, which is just so fantastic to see. And a lot of them do it, I think, without expecting any kind of reward or award for it. The Vetties is kind of an opportunity, though, to to give something, give Mm -hmm. some recognition to them, because the majority of the work being done out there in the veteran community, Eli, it kind of goes unnoticed, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it really does. And it's really cool when you think about it. I think when I think about the motive that a lot of these vets have, I know certainly for me, it's this idea that service doesn't have to end to the you know, country. When you take off the uniform, and that's something that I was a bit confused of when I was getting out. I thought I was going to get out of the military um, and kind of isolate myself and have a little bit of the "I've done my part" bug. But I realized really quick that was completely impossible, and I should have known better. Because I think most of the, for most of us veterans, one of the re- big reasons we join in the first place is because we we absolutely one hundred percent have to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And so it's really cool when you see veterans who get it early. And I think um, when they get out there, they start giving back and they start trying to continue to support the veteran community and also their country. I think it really helps with their mental stability and some of the things that they've uh, some of the hard mental hardships they've had to go through. So it's just really cool to see uh, some of these guys and gals that are getting out there doing a great job of it. And we look forward to helping promote them.
1: Of course, we've been joined by H.W. Floyd, Chairman of the Board of Governors for the Academy of United States Veterans, and Eli Crane, founder of Bottle Breacher. Now, H.W., of course, these awards are coming up tomorrow night. If people want to find out more about the VETI Awards, if people are interested in learning about everything that you do over at the Academy of United States Veterans, where can they go to find out that kind of information?
4: So instead of reading off the URL, I'm going to keep it simple. Go to Google... (laughs) Type in Vettys, V-E-T-T-Y-S, hit search, and then the first thing that's going to come up is going to be us. Uh, We're going to be – streaming live online also tomorrow night on our facebook page for the awards so uh if you can't uh, attend in person then you can check it out free online so there's really no excuse everyone should know what's
1: going on everyone's going to be able to check it out free online and you're talking about literal celebrities montel williams and hey shora agdashloo uh, she's my favorite i'm not even going to play hey, about said her that name one. a couple times though, uh, so. yeah i like her a lot when you hear that voice and when she there's a scene from the show the expanse it's just as soon as i saw that scene i was like oh Oh yeah, she's awesome. But you've also (laughs) got Mike Vogel, Sophia Pernis, Nate Boyer, Matt Barr, Eli Crane, Mark Rockefeller, Colton Smith, Matt James, Travis McVeigh, and more that have yet to be announced are going to be there. This is going to be an amazing amazing night, so go out there and Google Vetties, and even if you can't be there in person, you can check it out for free online. Well, we've been joined by H.W. Floyd and Eli Crane. H.W. is the chairman of the board of directors over at Oh my goodness, I just lost my place right there. (laughs) Over at the Academy of United States Veterans, and Eli is the founder of Bottle Breacher, a Marine Corps veteran and a SEAL veteran, respectively. We want to thank them so much, and my special co-host today, Eric Mitchell. Eric, what would you think of doing the show today? This was awesome. I want to come back and do it more. Well, there you go. You are welcome to come back. This has been The Morning Briefing. Hey, it's Friday, so remember, have a good, safe weekend out there. Just because you don't have your command master chief telling you to do it, Do it on your own so we can see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile.
0: You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.